The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. Hi, I'm Mark Iskowitz, Editor-at-Large for MMNM, and I want to welcome you to this VODcast sponsored by Swoop, entitled Prioritizing Privacy-Safe Audiences for More Effective TV Spend. joined by my special guest, Kate Ludwig, who's VP of Television Partnerships at Swoop. Kate, welcome to MMM. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. For those who don't know, Swoop is a data and technology company that uses AI and ML to assemble custom audiences that can help pharma brands by uh, lifting scripts. So what are we going to be talking about today? Three things, really. How advanced targeting can be applied to television and why traditional methods of targeting may be inadequate. Secondly, why it's important to leverage the same custom audience across planning, activation, and measurement. And what advertisers should keep in mind uh, when it comes to privacy-safe audiences. So, Kate, I thought maybe we would start off uh, with uh, your background. You have quite a bit of a television background, don't you? Yeah, so most of my experience is within the TV ecosystem. Um, as you mentioned, I'm currently at Swoop, where I am really taking a focus on leveraging custom audiences to advance targeting solutions. So really what I'm doing is working with all the TV partners to make sure that we can distribute data effectively so that they can use it for any kind of activation across the TV space. Previously, I was at Dish Media, where I oversaw the IPG relationship, and I was really tasked with taking a consultative and collaborative approach with my clients just to make sure that we were really perfecting their advanced TV solutions. Mm -hmm. And then prior to that, I was actually at Modi Media, which was previously WPP's advanced TV arm, and then Spectrum as well, where I took a real focus on exclusively addressable TV opportunities. So a lot of my experience has really been centered around household addressable, connected TV, um, and just the use of data to really make sure that audiences are being reached in a precise manner. Mm -hmm. So planning, executing, and measuring those paid TV campaigns. Correct. Everything, you know, it all kind of is intertwined, which is, I think, what people don't always realize is, you know, if you use targeting as the fundamental launch pad of your campaign strategy, the rest will follow, but that's really where it starts. Sure. And I'm glad you mentioned all those different types of television, addressable, et cetera, uh, because I wanted to ask you when we talk about television, what are we really talking about? You know, you have linear TV, you have OTT and CTV, you have cord cutters, but those people who still have a linear TV in their household, and then you have, you know, the, the complete cord cutter. So what are we, what are we talking about under the umbrella of, of television? Right. And you kind of outlined it perfectly, right? The TV world is pretty fragmented and that makes it really, really difficult for advertisers to know who to reach or even how to reach those individuals or patients. The unique part about the TV ecosystem is that it can be defined in so many different ways. Um, so what we do at Swoop is we really bring the precision of digital to TV across one-to-one -one targeting, whether that's across households or connected TV devices, because to your point, right, you're looking at an ecosystem that may have specific consumption happening across streaming only. It could be across streaming and a cable or satellite subscription. Um, 
So the two are not mutually exclusive always. Um, and another unique approach, which people may not be as familiar with, is a data-driven linear approach. So when we talk about data-driven linear, it's using a target file to inform high-indexing networks and day parts. And that really falls in line with more of the traditional TV targeting patterns, but this time using data to inform that solution. Mm -hmm. Sure. So let's switch gears and talk about some of the targeting methodologies. T tell us about some of the traditional ones and uh, you know why they may not be uh, so adequate for this medium. Right. So... I still think that the world of advanced advertising is pretty new to the ecosystem. It's been around for a while, but relatively speaking, it's still something that is unchartered territory. And so because of that, what we've seen is that a lot of advertisers were traditionally dependent on age and gender targeting, zip targeting, geo targeting. And what's great is that that does work for certain categories, but it doesn't necessarily work for health. So while you're casting a wide net and you're reaching a large audience, your message is not always getting to people who may fit within your target. And because of that, you may have a significant amount of waste. So by leveraging those custom audiences, you're really able to not only make sure that you're hitting a qualified household, patient, streamer, what have you, but you're also reaching someone who's more likely to convert um, against your KPIs, objectives, and brand, which is really mm -hmm. the ultimate goal of any campaign. Sure. Just to put a finer point on it, I understand um, how traditional targeting methods may not be able to reach people with specific health conditions. But what kind of results can can advertisers expect, you know, with those type of targeting methods? Yeah, we actually just, um, we got back a really impactful case study. So an MVPD that we work with, um, had a long-standing pharmaceutical client who really wanted to understand how they can better impact campaign results on the back end. And by doing that, they wanted to compare swoop performance versus alternate data sources. And the goal was really to understand, can Swoop continue to drive performance improvements and also continue to drive impact on a measurement level? Um, and what we saw was that the results had nearly 20 to 34% incremental lift, right? So that was on top of what those other data partners were driving. And that was across doctor visitation, drug screening, and brand conversion. Mm -hmm. So what that really highlighted for us was within the TV ecosystem, custom data sets have a place and they can drive pretty significant conversion in the double digits on the back end. It's just about, you know, making sure that you're tailoring that targeting to what you're trying to learn. So if you have a campaign and you want to make sure that you're driving script lift, mm -hmm. It's going to be really important that your targeting is set up in a way that can uniquely maximize results against that target on the back end. And that's really where conversion meets precision targeting. Sure. And we'll talk about what goes into that data in a minute. Uh, I just wanted to also point out, you know, meanwhile, the other big factor that's kind of driving the industry toward better targeting is what's going on on the privacy front with Google, Facebook uh, and Apple, you know, the walled gardens. Moving toward a cookie-less future, we know Google is finally going to implement that next year, and Facebook and Apple have already updated their privacy standards. Talk about that for a moment. 
Yeah. I mean, we take privacy very seriously at Swoop. And there's really three pillars that we take into consideration when we developed our privacy approach. So the first is that we hold absolutely no PHI or PII. We never know at any point who an individual is or what condition they may or may not have ever. The second is that our segments are purely comprised of demographic data. So we use that health data to inform what demographic attributes we should use, but by no means is health data ever in any of our segments. Mm -hmm. The third is that we are uh, HIPAA certified and also members of the NAI. So the way I like to describe that is, you know, HIPAA is the having and holding of healthcare data and how that's monitored. The NAI really um, creates the rules of the road as to how that healthcare data can be used within the advertising space. And we're constantly working with them and making sure that we're staying ahead of the curve on permitted things that we can use within our within our segments and how that data can be um, and how that data can be built and what methodologies are approved because. This world, just like patients, is acute and everything is always changing. So we just want to make sure that we're staying as far ahead of the curve as possible. I I know audience quality is very important to the overall discussion. Can you just spend a a minute talking about that? Yeah. So audience quality is really important because it's defined as the percentage of patients that meet the clinical criteria that we're trying to predict. So while we never know who an individual is or what condition they do or do not have, we're able to measure in aggregate what percentage of patients meet that clinical criteria within a given segment. Another really important part of audience quality is that it is oftentimes uh, correlated with script lift. So as you know, the world of attribution can take quite a bit of time on the back end to get back in the hands of that buyer or that client. Um, You've got attribution windows to worry about. Things take a lot of time. But if you have audience quality as a baseline to go off of, it really does give the buyer and the manufacturer a little bit of comfort in understanding how that post-campaign metric will pan out. And what we've seen is that the higher the audience quality of a segment, the better the performance on the back end. Um, And that's really, again, you know, where using that targeting and making sure that it's precise and hitting the audience that you're looking to reach ties into measurement and attribution. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's important to tie um, audience quality into your KPIs that you're using on the back end. Yes, absolutely. And again, that's really where we can provide that up front as a data partner. You know, targeting is where our scope ends. But I think leaving it up to the buyer and and the pharmaceutical manufacturer, right, the client and understanding that the segment is as precise as it can be while also maintaining privacy compliance across all parts of the process is really critical. So switching to a niche audience can really benefit uh, pharma brands that are advertising on TV. But can you talk about how it works? You know, how are custom audiences built using real world data? Swoop leverages machine learning and artificial intelligence to create privacy safe, precise segments for all lines of business, TV included. 
And all of these segments output a very high audience quality, which as a result has very high conversion. And this really allows drug manufacturers to better educate patients on disease states and therapies that could effectively treat their condition. So by leveraging all of these, you're able to really hit a household or an individual, a streamer, a patient, whenever, wherever, and however they're consuming content using dynamic ad insertion, which is a tech technology that a lot of these TV partners have to precisely hit an audience when they're watching content and no matter how they're watching content. Sure. So it's de-identified data, condition specific, but patient de-identified. And then that's kind of mapped onto media consumption habits, patterns. Once that data is activated or once it's, you know, the custom audience is built, where can it be activated like across which types of television? Yeah. So TV can be defined as so many different things and we really have the um, ability to execute across all of that. So whether it's on a one-to-one level for household level addressable, which is where an ad is served to a specific household, again, using dynamic ad insertion whenever, wherever, and how However, they're consuming that content. It could be on a, you know, big screen TV, getting that living room experience. It could be on their phone, right? And whether they're commuting, et cetera. Um, or it could be across that data-driven linear opportunity, which again is where you can still maintain that um, traditional sense of targeting, but using data to inform that target, making it more powerful and just a little bit more precise, especially as we start you know, making advertisers and agencies just more comfortable with the use of data in the advanced advertising ecosystem. I.e. addressable TV. Yes, exactly. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) And I know the results are probably a lot more impressive. Can you Share a little bit of, of more about the results that one can expect with custom audiences and television. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that, that advertisers can expect is to get incredibly high reach, right? You're able to hit these particular individuals in a very, not only is the target file set up in a precise manner, but the actual execution is done in a precise manner as well. Um, so you're able to get high reach and reach is something that comes up a ton in TV, right? How do you make sure that you're hitting these individuals, but you're not over-serving them the ad, right? Frequency is a huge part. You look at these post-campaign attribution results, and again, this is not a world that Swoop plays in, but it's something to consider. Once you hit a household two, three, four, five times, there's so many many opportunities to have an individual or um, a patient convert right? And drive business or drive ROI. They can only do it once. So at some point you, you know, you reach this, this gray area of diminishing return. So how can you balance that reach and that frequency to make sure you're hitting that um, individual or that audience just enough where they're converting against your brand, but you're not wasting money on continuing to serve them that ad because they already converted. So there's a delicate balance with, with making sure that you're hitting the right homes, you're hitting them in a precise manner, and you're also doing it in a way that that reach and that frequency can be balanced so that you're driving conversion and you're not losing money. How can an advertiser get started? What's the process look like? Yeah, I mean, we recommend you reach out to your sales reps at Swoop. um, And I think just kind of letting your brand objectives lead the way is the biggest, biggest kind of jumping off point. Um, That'll really allow you to create a solid targeting strategy 
which will then inform your measurement, making sure that the campaign is set up on the back end so you can really understand how hard your dollars are working for you. Kate, how about we switch gears one more time and talk about why it's important to utilize the same custom audience across planning, activation, and measurement, and how that makes the budget more efficient. So as connected TV and traditional TV consumption become more and more important in the overall ecosystem, it's really important that we prioritize targeting across multiple activation points. Um, the more and more that we, um, you know, kind of dive into this space, especially since COVID, we're seeing a lot more cord cutters, cord nevers, urbanites, and these consumption um, habits are certainly migrating over to streaming services. But that doesn't mean that everyone has completely abandoned the world of traditional cable and satellite subscriptions. So it's really important to lead with an audience and prioritize that across multiple activation points so you can hit a potential patient or household or streamer whenever, wherever, and however they're consuming content. And you mentioned uh, cord cutters um, and... There's a sentiment amongst advertisers that um, sometimes cord cutters are unreachable. Um, and the Swoop audience, as a matter of fact, has been shown to not overlap with other existing audiences, right? So you're, you know, talk about that, how through using the Swoop audience, you can reach sometimes the unreachable. Yeah. I think especially with the advancements and the strategic background of TV, being able to reach those hard to reach or light TV viewing households or individuals is really where dynamic ad insertion comes in. So dynamic ad insertion is when an ad can quite literally be sent to a specific household or individual within a target file and they can access that content regardless of what they're consuming when they're consuming. So rather than an ad being delivered at 1 a.m. when someone's sleeping, um, the ad can be delivered at 6 a.m. when, you know, a particular person wakes up and they're getting ready with their kids for school. So that has proven to be extremely efficient. And what we're seeing is that you're getting that unduplicated unique reach, right, especially by activating across multiple points of inventory. But you're also able to compare a cable CPM to your eCPM to make sure that you can identify if you're actually more efficient in your strategy, meaning were you more efficient by reaching a wider audience or is it more efficient for you to use data to inform your approach or to target those specific individuals? And then another really interesting thing we're seeing in the TV space that's relatively new is advertisers are looking towards some of these inventory owners to identify underexposed and non-exposed uh, individuals or households. So based on frequency goals, has this ad, has this particular household been overserved an ad or not served an ad at all? And then figuring out a way to suppress that and combine it with third-party data partners um, to really make sure that you're hitting those hard-to-reach households, as you mentioned before. Sure. And I'm glad you mentioned inventory um, because there's been this notion sort of uh, in the pharma advertising space the last decade or so that advertising inventory for pharma brands is limited to begin with. How big of a challenge is that 
that when advertisers have to buy larger ad units, say, to get side effect information, fair balance in. Um, and yet, you know, here's Swoop saying we need to, you know, go more, even more niche. Uh, when we're already dealing with inventory challenges. Can you address that a little bit? So to your point, it is really important that you take a very unique approach to your audience, which does in turn make it a lot more niche than it would be if you targeted on a wide scale. However, I think the inventory challenge, especially in the TV space, is when it comes to longer form creative, which you hit on, right? Some of these advertisers require 60, 90, 120 second inventory slots to be able to deliver their ad. And that's an operational challenge that the entire space is seeing is is to accommodate creative links of that size. I think that's something that hopefully we'll see solved for in the future, but certainly something that is also very much at the top of a lot of these TV partners, um, you know, overall priority lists. And Kate, if you could just touch on the need uh, for advertisers to take an omni-channel approach to, to television. Yeah. An omni-channel approach is pretty critical. Um, you know, we see a ton of fragmentation and that's really where the current state of the TV ecosystem is. I think especially coming out of COVID, we saw a lot of people shift as far as how they prefer to access content. And if you're taking an omni-channel approach, you will never not hit someone who is intended for your message. You will leave no stone unturned. And that's really where it's super important to consider budgets and strategy because it all kind of ties into one. You want to make sure that you're activating the same audience across multiple channels, which is that omni-channel approach, but also make sure that the budget accommodates that kind of lift and, and overall reach. So, okay, we have this ability to take a data-driven, privacy-safe approach to television and get some um, you know, really higher results than, than advertisers have seen in the past. Where is it going? We'll talk about the future direction. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been interesting because if you asked me what the future direction was in 2020, I probably... I probably would have said a very different answer. I think that this this ecosystem is acute, right? And it's changing. Um, and we really we really look to our advertiser partners and our agencies to help inform kind of what they're seeing. You know, 15 years ago, we would have said, hey, maybe we're moving into the world of uh, targeted television and, and using data to inform approaches when we were only working off of geographic and age and gender targeting. So... It's hard to say exactly where we're going in the future, but I do think that as we continue pioneering, the world of custom audiences, not syndicated off-the-shelf segments, are going to become a lot more crucial in you know an overall strategy for a campaign, and that's that's really the direction that Swoop is kind of heading in, um, and and sort of pioneering, I think, for the rest of the pharmaceutical industry. Great. Well, that was a very enlightening conversation. Thanks so much, Kate. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. And thank you, everybody out there for joining us. Please join us for the next episode of this vodcast. We'll talk about what pharma brands should keep in mind from a privacy perspective in terms of the advertising supply chain.